All right, you bonnie dooners. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Ben Simpson. I'm Pat Sellers. And I'm Simon Blanford. And we wish it was the 90s. Well, today it looks like everyone kicked a goal as we revisit the Australian cult classic, The Castle. Uh, regular Joes, Simon, Pat and I, uh, welcome back, Ben Simpson. Thanks for coming, Ben. All right, very happy to be here. Uh, what was the first one you did? Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon, yeah. So mm. when I heard The Castle was happening, I was very excited to get involved. Rave reviews, that Pokemon one. Um, the Castle was released in 1997 and was dubbed This Year's Full Monty. Um, and this, this movie uh, has captured heart, the hearts of many and still does to this day. So we'll jump straight into our memories, I think. Um, and we'll start with you, Simon. Uh, your memories of The Castle and uh, subsequent rewatches. I watched it first in about 2000, 2001 perhaps, so year 9 or year 10. And just was immediately, immediately in love with it and have rewatched it often ever since and loved it so much that I taught it on a teaching placement when I was at Teachers College in the, uh, at St. Pat's Town and the, my associate teacher just absolutely loved it. Eh? He was making a fool of himself in front of all those kids because he was laughing so hard. Uh, very <laughs> um, and yeah, still, still love it, obviously. Uh, I don't know when I first saw it, but it would have been not too long after release. But it was a it was a family favourite, so um, it was it was rewatched constantly um, all the way through to the DVD period. I remember the old man buying the um, the pool room edition, which came with a nice <laughs> green velvet DVD case. <laughs> um, I think the original rewatches were burnt off uh, burnt off TV on a VHS because it had ads in it. Um, but yeah, it had to surely be the old man's favourite movie of all time. Um, there's a, a mention of uh, Daryl watching Hey Hey It's Sad Day and him laughing with his entire body, I think, is the, the way he puts it. And it's like, that's, that's what was my old man watching The Castle. You're almost <laughs> watching The Castle to watch the old man watch it. <laughs> yeah, nice. Simpy? Uh, I was actually in Australia when it came out. I moved over there in 97, um, but I don't remember it at the time because I was a bit young. I was only eight when it uh, came out, but I think it was about 2001 or about 12. Um, there was a video easy store around the corner from my house. And I remember dad and me went down and got it out and watched it. And I remember just cracking up the whole time. Pretty sure it was because the old man was just laughing. It was kind of like Pat. He was the same. Dad absolutely loves that movie and just cracks up the whole time. And um, yeah, since then, watched it regularly all the time and just find it hilarious to this day um i actually show a lot of international people that i've met when i lived in vancouver and it's kind of a litmus test i use on if i'm actually going to be friends with people because um, <laughs> if you get the humor then i think that you've got a good sense of humor yeah, that's fair. um i think it's a good way of distinguishing yeah so why do for like why do you think so obviously i don't i've never watched it with a foreign audience uh, but but as New Zealanders, or why do you think being people from another country would find it funny? Um, 
It's a great question. So I show my friend Nick, who's from Orlando, and he hasn't. He lived in New Zealand for a little bit, so he got the sense of humour, and so he found it funny. Whereas he's shown some of his friends in Orlando because he loves it. He's like, it's my top five movies, and he's shown people in Orlando, and they don't get it at all. So I'm not too sure. It's a um, yeah. He likes it because he likes the New Zealand humour, so he gets it. Whereas I think it's British humour, so lots of I think it was it was shown a lot in the UK. They get it as well. Yeah, I think with no, uh, I don't know, maybe with if you don't know an Australian or something like that, I don't know whether you find it funny or not. What do you what do you reckon, Si? I just love how Simps uh, adopted it as a New Zealand film already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I know. I think humor is pretty universal. Um, so I don't think it, I mean, it might help a little bit. You might really get the most out of it. If you are Australian or a Kiwi, um, but I don't. I, I think it's pretty universal the appeal of this film. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that would be my guess anyway. I wouldn't say there's like real like jokes that you have to be local for, but it might just be that attitude and sense of humour, like something you were touching on. Um, that might just be a bit different to. A lot of other places, it's definitely, yeah, stemming from that British sense of humour. can be very different to our American folks. Yeah, a big American fan base. Um, if you do want to go and watch it, archive.org. Um, uh, if you want to stop now, go back and watch it before you listen or just listen to us and, um, and hopefully that will make you want to go and watch it again. Um, personally, I just don't think I would show it to someone... Like I just never would have thought to show it to someone else from a different country, but there you go. You got to, you got to evangelize. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we'll jump into some best bits shortly. Uh, we'll do a vaunted character draft, mm. Um, mm. and then we will recast the castle, um, if that's possible. Um, so best bits. Uh, we will start with you, Pat. Uh, could be a quote, could be a series of quotes, or just a, a scene that you really enjoy, or a recurring joke. Uh, yeah, I suppose jokes are recurring because the quotes that I took down are ones that I use, I'd say, at least weekly. If I reckon <laughs> my partner would say there's a few in here that I use daily. Um, definitely looks like everyone's kicked a goal is right up there. Um, pretty much with any meal. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, if she doesn't hear anything that I say, I just go, fuck there! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't like that. Um, uh, I, often call, I often tell her to suffer any jocks as well. So, um, yeah, it's, those, are, those are ones I use around the household the most. Uh, and uh, towards my brother, I Big fan of uh, just saying "fuck off, you clown." It's a good one when Daryl gets <laughs> bailed up by the the heavies before Stevie comes across with a shotgun. Um, and uh, like I just on rewatch this time, the one I wrote down was the the fishing one. Dad reckoned that fishing was ten percent brains and ninety five percent muscle, and the rest was just good luck. That was outstanding. 
I'm always a big fan of uh, the OHP getting reeled out for the neighbourhood meeting just after them talking about it in the trade and post about 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was clever, I... clever. Uh, Sai? Great, Pat. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I think one thing I wanted to say, I, I mean, I don't think for us there's a more quotable movie. I'm not sure if anyone's mentioned this, but I think it has to be for a huge portion of people our age, the most quotable movie ever. It's like one of those comedians who just does one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Use it all the time. All the time. Yeah, so, yeah, Pat's taken a few of mine in the back there. It's brilliant. Um, and I just, I'm just going to go back to the well of Pat really talking about his dad uh, and the, the best of Hey Hey at Saturday. So that part's great, but I just I want to mention Dale's facials. It's not even a quote, just Dale's facials changing from <laughs> absolutely stoked to then quite sad because he realise, uh, realises that Wayne um, isn't there. Um, the recurring, the recurring, the recurring joke is quite funny when he walks in the room and then does the same thing. Yeah, like, when, yeah. Um, when Trace is there. Yeah. yeah. When, when um, Daryl threatens to send some nude photos of Tracy when she was a kid to The Price is Right, and he does great facials <laughs> there. Uh, I'm laughing. Oh, Dad! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Dale's just a superstar, isn't he? But, yeah, my other line that Dale says is, uh, when they are having dinner, the TV is definitely turned down. Um. Yeah, I've got lots more, so I'll save a few. Oh, outstanding. Simpo. Uh, yeah, I've got a few. Um, the one that I, this time, cracked up probably the most of the whole movie was when they're in Bonnie Doon and he goes, look at the dogs. Don't they love it? They're <laughs> <laughs> just like standing around. They're just standing around. I definitely, I've said that at school so many times to like kids that are just sitting, sitting down doing nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, look at you. Don't you love it? But it makes me laugh, as you can tell, every single time. Um, anytime Con just dumbs something down for them. So when they cut to Con and Trace goes, oh, it was complimentary, wasn't it, Con? Yeah, yeah, it was free. And then, here, dehydrates, doesn't it, Con? Yeah, it loses its moisture. <laughs> like, he clearly just thinks they're absolute idiots. No, the, um, way, the way he says it is the best. It loses its moisture. <laughs> um, there's a real good Dale bit at the start where he says it's, al- it's worth almost as much today as when we bought it. Um, <laughs> That's good. That That's made me really laugh good. as well. And then another real good Dale bit as well where he says uh, they're having dinner and she makes rissoles. And he goes, she gets silver side and she'll crush it. She'll crush that too. And he's like so <laughs> proud of her. <laughs> crushing, crushing the um, I've got yeah. more, but uh, I'll skip for you, Sam, so you can get in there as well. Because there's just so, there's too many to name. To be fair, yeah, the um, it's worth as almost as much today as when you bought it. Is part of the most epic opening scene <laughs> in a movie I've seen in a long time. That Dale commentary is absolute gold. I had half a page of quotes written for it. Um, yeah, the opening stanza is unbelievable. If only she had known the price of luggage. <laughs> and I don't know why I found it so funny, but when he was like, as the bride's father, I don't mind paying for the wedding, but could you please stop busting all them plates? Great line. I forgot about the prices right bit. The old man used to love that bit. 
about it. Just losing out because mum was on the price. It was all right in New Zealand. Used to lose it at that. So whenever they were talking about the price, price was right. Uh, well, I think she was probably sporting a similar haircut to Trace as well. Oh, so good. <laughs> Her hair is hilarious the whole way through. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. It's an awful mop, and she's a hairdresser as well. Like, it's classic. Being in, a, in Melbourne, yeah. Sunshine Tafe is a shithole. Like, everyone knows it's a shithole, and so him being so proud of her graduating from there is one of the great moments as well. That's quite like a local joke. Like, you know that if yeah. you live in Melbourne, it's terrible, and so that always makes me giggle as well. Yeah, one of yeah, one of my best friends is a here to here. <laughs> One of my best friends, Bridget, married um, Nick, who's Greek, and at their wedding, honestly, the amount of times I said, I don't mind paying for the wedding, but would you stop busting those bloody plates? Probably, <laughs> probably 10 to 15 times, just pissing everybody off. Um, and I reckon Pat's going to take this, so I'm going to take it before he does, because I know he was a valuer in another life, but between you and me, I reckon values around here are... That whole scene. That whole scene. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Is it you, Pat, or you, Simon? One of you go. Pat, you can add to that scene if you want, Pat. Oh, <laughs> when he's not allowed to build on the second half of his section. <laughs> he's like, oh, nothing serious. <laughs> what do you know about lead? <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best part. But um, uh, no more quotes for me. But uh, I think um, probably touched on earlier, it's, the quotes are so identifiable. Like, I speak in quotes constantly because I just watched way too many movies growing up. Um, like, I always used to say, uh, like, whenever Alice asked what pizza I'd want, so I'd always say French fries and Oreos. And I didn't remember for, like, the last five years until I rewatched Mr. Deeds that that's what, what it's off. <laughs> every, every quote on the castle, like, if you use it, you 100% know it's straight from the castle. Like, it's... yeah. It's just got its, it's got its own vibe, <laughs> if you will. It's, um, that valuation scene, that valuer, like, he's just incredulous at Daryl's lack of any ability to comprehend, you know, the dangers of lead and that part where he's showing him, you know, the fake chimney and everything. And he finally breaks, like, first, he's like, why is it there? Charm. It's a bit of charm. <laughs> I used to go to like any new valuation job I did, I'd just be like walking up the driveway praying that I'd get a Daryl to go out and just <laughs> make my day a hell of a lot more fun because it wasn't the most entertaining job. Um, well, one other quote that I wanted to add to Ben's con one that I'm surprised you didn't use, um, Ben, uh, was that I've heard you say this one many, many times, and it was a credit. To the airline. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the great lines. You love that line, eh? I love you that love line. That line. It makes me line laugh. Um, and, of course, Dale's incessant questioning about uh, what movies were on the plane is an absolute gem. Uh, Twister? Line. We saw Twister? What <laughs> <laughs> movie was first? Because <laughs> oh, it's real funny already, right? But, like, it was, it was genuinely this big deal about airline flying, like you got to watch a movie. Um, mm. and Most tiny screens down the middle of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. I, and I flew to England in 2008, Lufthansa, and I still didn't, I was like, 
ripping the fabric of the chair in front of me to find my mini TV, and it wasn't there. We watched like Fred Claus, I think, like once, <laughs> twelve hours. It was a horrible. <laughs> Uh, you missed the, uh, I'm so impressed with your fighting quality, Mr. Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simpy, anything more? Yeah, got a couple more. Um, I love Yvonne's cameo. I definitely say, get your hand off it, Daryl, a lot. She's, uh, she's yeah. In, yeah, she speaks in one scene, and that's her line. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Con losing faith in the justice system and then regaining his faith when the end of the movie happens is, <laughs> is real good. Um, <laughs> the last one I had was uh, Ogs and Cash is funny. Just, just being from Australia, that movie, that cracks me up because we definitely just had that. That was like an Australian thing where Wogs and Cash was just a classic. Like that was the stereotype. And so that line always makes me laugh as well. Yeah. Um, and just how shit Sal is at doing anything like the pottery, the like ergonomic chairs that she redesigns. Like <laughs> everything she does is so terrible, and they just love it, and that it makes me laugh. Uh, that would be a good segue to our mini game, but um, I've got a few more things that uh, have been left unsaid, uh, which I I've never picked up before, and I just cracked. Well, I probably have. I just found them so funny this time. Was. Um, when, I can't remember if he's talking to Jack or uh, no, Farouk. And he's the, Farouk's just had the value there, and he's like, 65000 for your place. <laughs> uh, and Steve, beans aren't supporting. Reckon we put a hold on the mezzanine. <laughs> yeah, better give that guy a call about the spiral staircase. He's holding it for me. That bit was fucking gold. And when Steve pulls the gun on that guy, and yeah. Daryl's uh, real pissed off at him, and then like in the middle of shouting at him, he's like, what did you pay for it? Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking gold. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything else that uh, needs to be mentioned that hasn't been? I was just going to talk about a little bit just about winning with it holding up. I was wondering whether like... Teenagers these days would find it as funny as we did when we were teenagers because you look at like the money thing, like they got 65 grand or whatever. Yeah. Today is like nothing, obviously. And so, like the 25 grand extra that they're going to pay them and things like that, I don't know whether people today, like kids these days, would watch it and go and get those kind of things. Like, I just don't know whether it would be funny for them. No, smart kids would find it funny, and also smart kids would understand inflation, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think maybe late teens, perhaps, as opposed to early teens. That I would that would be my recommended time to watch. Not because it's like inappropriate, but I think that's when you get the most out of it. Yeah, the most value, eh? Yeah, um, the only bit that I didn't think held up was when he said about um, the wogs with cash. It's definitely a racist comment. Like that's <laughs> classic Australia. Yeah, um, but yeah, it definitely lived up to the stereotypes that all of Australia has about wogs. At the time, I think one obviously the script is so because it sort of plays dumb. It's you know it's so clever that line about the fishing earlier, the ten percent or ninety five percent and ten percent, and the rest was good luck. So clever as well as funny, but and they did a really good job on sort of mixing up the cut scenes between narrating and someone else speaking. You know, like that 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 really. Quite really, quite an emotional speech that Wayne does um, 
from prison about dad not having failed him. Mm. So, and it's 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 getting pretty emotional, and then all of a sudden, um, it changes from Wayne's uh, voice to um, shit. I've forgotten. Um, Dale, our, our narrator, Dale. So Dale's voice, and it ends up can go and get fucked, and it kind of uh, <laughs> I wasn't so sorry about like it kind of just removes that that heavy heaviness of it, and that's really clever. And the other real clever part is the narrating. And the narrator says something, and then the character will repeat it. You know, like my dad says, "Steve's an ideas yeah. man. He's an ideas man." Now, Steve, you know, like just that sort of thing, just kind of adds another dimension to it that, that is pretty clever. There's one bit. Sorry, with Dale and Wayne, because we haven't talked about Wayne a lot. But there's one bit in the narration. I believe he goes, "We could just chat for hours." <laughs> He's like, "Are you good, How's Steve? He's all right." <laughs> that bit cracks me up. Like that yeah. bit is so good. That Chewy? He's some chewy <laughs> um a bit that was uh, mentioned a little bit earlier was just as we segue into the character draft was uh, sal's cooking so we're just going to go quickly round table mm. so you can pick from one of four things uh you right. can pick if someone picks it you can pick it as well um which was sal's best the sponge cake dusted with icing sugar wrestles chicken with seasoning or ice cream scooped from the punnet? <laughs> Could be any of them. It depends, you know. It's what she's done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think the sponge cake looks like a legit sponge cake. Like, she's she's knocked a great sponge up, I think, there, to be fair. Are you, you're going for the sponge? I'd go for the sponge. Me too. Sponge cake. I'll take the ice cream, because uh, I feel... <laughs> Looking at the state of her pottery and other things, uh, I think, you know, the, the less real sort of manual effort she's put in, the better. Yeah, yeah that's fun. I'll go sponge cake too. It looks store-bought. Um, all right, so we are going with the character draft. Now, I have randomised the order of the draft, and I have it here in front of me. Um, Simpy, you have drawn first pick. Simon, you have drawn second pick. Okay. I have gone third pick. So, Pat, you have fourth and fifth. Bang, bang. Mm. Uh, Happy with second. Happy with second. Yeah. Um, first pick for me, I just think I'm going to probably, I don't think a lot of people will agree with me, and I don't care, because every scene he is in, it makes me laugh every single time. Uh, the credits of the airline, which I use regularly. The restored is faith in the justice system. Gone. The kickboxing montage where he's spinning around and not even doing anything and throwing the weak-ass punches at the bag. Everything he does makes me laugh in that movie, so my number one pick is the scene-stealer is Con. Um, Oof. It's a strong I'm pick. very, very happy with, with him. Uh, little fun tidbit, that was uh, Eric Banner's first ever movie that he was in. Mm. Wow. So I'm happy wow. to have Con in my corner. It's such a, 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 I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Eric Banner movies, but um, he's in a lot of like, was he like, uh, what's that? Troy. Something of Troy, or is he in Troy or something? Yeah, does a lot of staring these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Simon. Wow. wow, okay. Well, I was kind of happy with second because I just assumed that, my choice would be easy because I thought there were two clear cuts for first and second, and now my choices become a little bit harder. 
So I'm picking between the two Ds. Well, there are three Ds. Mm. Um, the one that we haven't mentioned yet, the fantastic lawyer. But I think, for me, I'm going to go with Daryl Berrigan, um, just because it's principles, really. <laughs> I mean, he's, you can't go wrong. That is a man with principles. <laughs> you can't Daryl go was my Darryl. number one. Yeah. All right. Well, makes my pick pretty easy. Um, I, I didn't mind third pick, but um, I, I can't believe he's fallen this far. Uh, I will Michael scoop. Jordan. Michael Jordan fell to three. He did. I will scoop the Michael Jordan of this movie, Dale, up. Um, he's a great look, pick. Mainly for his hole-digging prowess. Sure. Um, but... I kind of, going into this, I don't think I rated Dale as highly as this time watching through, as Simon mentioned, um, with the way the movie does it, how he narrates something and then it happens in the movie or it's mentioned in the movie um, is great. The opening scene alone would have possibly made me pick him number one. Um, He is just so fucking gold. His face, um, he's not the MJ either. Was he played by Stephen Curry? Stephen Curry, yeah. Mm, not Stephen Curry, but Stephen yeah. Curry. His, I was just going to uh, say, his, um, the, when he pops up on screen for that opening montage, just even looking at him, it just makes you laugh. Just the way that his like facial expression is and the hair and everything about him. It's just perfect. Yeah, yeah happy with that. Um, I think Pats can't lose this um, with his 4-5, but um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, my number four is going to be the great lawyer, Dennis DeNudo. Mm. Uh, I don't think you can have printer slash copier issues <laughs> without F3. What the fuck is that? Go through your head. If you, <laughs> you can have issues scanning a document and, and not think of that. I, you know, you, you've had a disturbed childhood. Um, yeah, he's he is an absolute ripper. Um, As seen on TV. Reminds me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's good. Um, yeah, his his big uh, career advancement at the end of, after after this court case as well is uh, pretty awesome. Offering his drinks of water. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't work Monday. She works Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Um, and for my fifth pick, because whenever we do these, I've got to have some weird and way out, way off centre. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to scoop Farouk. I knew you. <laughs> I knew you. So he has one absolute ripper. You have friend. I have friend. My friend go to your house, put bum under your sky, under your car, and blow you to fucking sky. It's <laughs> pretty good stuff. Yeah, Farouk. Uh, good little pick. Um, I am going to win the draft right here with Steve. Uh, I was con- contemplating having to take him at three, and the fact that he's just dropped to me at six is just gold. His face in pretty much every scene is friggin' amazing. Hearing the brothers, you've done well. His hair, um, the, the, the ongoing bit about, you know, what, what does he want for it um, is just fantastic. 
and he and he finds himself a little family at the end, which is um, which is just great. Sai? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm choosing between Trace, Sal, and Wayne. <laughs> Not a couple others. Not necessarily. At, at this point, um, although no, no, that's what I'm choosing between. Really, um, I think. She's not a funny character, but the matriarch of the family, Sal, is kind of the, uh, it kind of ties it all together, you know, yep. and you need that kind of, it's hard to call her serious with all her, you know, inventions and creations, but I feel like without her, it lacks a bit of gravitas, um, so I'll, I'll go with Sal for my second pick. I can't believe you've taken Sal off the board. Yeah, Sal, seventh pick, and Simpy, you're left with the eighth pick. Who are you pairing Con with? Well, I mean, there's an obvious choice to pair Con with, obviously, but um, I just want to <laughs> bring up Sal for a second because I, I had her at four on my big board. Wow. She cracked me up this time. I watched it again on Tuesday last week, so about a week ago. Actress. And she cracked me up. <laughs> like everything she did, her mugs, her like hair. When she comes out of the haircut from Trace, and she's got that terrible oh, plane going over. Sorry. Is there actually a plane going over where yeah, you yeah, are yeah, recording right now? Yeah, that's, that is very apt. Very perfect. <laughs> um, that's perfect. When she comes out, and she's got all the curls, and her hair looks fucking awful, and she's just like. I did everything about Sal makes me laugh this time. She's hilarious. But go with that. The person doing the hair is going to have to be my eighth pick because she's hilarious as well. And so I'm going to pair the lovebirds and I'll happily take Con and Trace, the kickboxing couple. Uh, nice. Not upset nice. with that. She, she has a good moment, so Trace. And when you know someone called Trace, it's so great to say to them, hold it still, Trace. All the time. <laughs> so. And at the end, uh, when the the child of Con and Trace is getting into kickboxing, and and she's holding the bag, and Con's like, hold it, got his hands up, like you can't hear him, but he's clearly saying, hold it, hold it still. The only other person I considered at eight that I had on my board was the valuer, just because of his. Obviously, we talked about it earlier, but just the way he listens to Daryl's bullshit is so funny. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, gotta take gotta take the lovebirds to pair my to pair my two. Well, what's the lawyer's name though? What's I mean? What yeah? What's the uh... Laurie or Lawrence? Lawrence. Laurie. Lawrence Hamill. Yeah, Laurie's pretty his, good though. I thought about picking his son, who appears for twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that line, that line where uh, Daryl says they use Dennis, and he's like, N never, never heard of him. It's <laughs> 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 fantastic. That that chat actually we didn't talk about that in the best bits, but the chat between Daryl and Laurie is real good. When he's like, oh, "I bet you didn't think you'd be able to do that." Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. Now, where was it? Where he's like, um, <laughs> "That's such a good bit." Where he says, uh, "I'm pretty confident," and then it cuts to the to the court, and he's like, "I found it find in favor of the respondent," and he's like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we was responding to them." Yeah. All right, before we recast the show, uh, I've got another little mini game. And this is, we're going to do 
Uh, Steve's, what do you want for it? So you need to pick your best bargain or uh, just your favourite of the lot. And I'll start with the cheapest. So we can go chicken coop, $25. Radar, $70. Pays for itself. Uh, Gun, 180. Ergonomic chairs, set of four, 180. Oh no, OHP, 150. Jousting sticks, 450. And a pulpit. Or pulpit, what is it? Pulpit. Pulpit. $800. So, which one do you want? Uh, Pat. I'd have to go with the jousting sticks, just for the unique factor. You'd have to pay half price for those jousting sticks, though. (laughs) What do you want with jousting sticks? Yeah, I'll go jousting sticks. Nice. Jousting sticks. Uh, Sim? Um, it's a tough decision. To be fair, the pulpit cracks me up, obviously, because why? Why do you need one of those? Um, <laughs> probably the radar. Like a good radar, does pay for itself. It does probably the most usable of all the options they get. Maybe the chicken coop, but ergonomic chairs are also hilarious. Just the fact that they have them and they look terrible. But uh, yeah, I'll take the radar. Radar, yeah, nah. I'm uh, I'm gonna get that OHP and wheel it into my six four maths teachers class, uh, who used OHTs every single lesson, probably for fifteen years. Uh, all right, um, recasting. So Pat actually sent this to me. Sent this ahead to me. Um, but do you want to take it away, Pat? Yeah, so uh, it's probably one of the quicker ones I've done. But um, also, as we say every time, don't recast this movie, don't remake it. But for shits and giggles, we'll have Daryl Kerrigan played by Rusty Russell Crowe. Sal to be played by Tony Collette. Keeping it very Australian here. Mm, Trace is going to be played by Margot Robbie. Yeah, nice. Margot, I reckon it would be Margot's dream role. She'd love it. 100%. She would revel in that. Con will be Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Dennis Denuto, played by Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame. Oh, the very funny good. one of those. Uh, Lawrence Hamill, uh, the QC. Uh, we're going to return Eric Banner to play that role. Um Steve, we're going to have Brogan Kelly from Auntie Donna. Uh, Ooh, it's an Australian comedian. Australian comedian. Uh, Auntie Donna's a comedic group. Uh, and lastly, Dale Kerrigan can be played by Reese Darby. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's a great one. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is uh, probably your best work there, Pat. He's the guru. He's the guru. He's the guru. Uh, um, um, you've got something else, Simon? Yeah, I mean, I think... When I did teach it at, at the school, you kind of realise. I'm sure this is I'm, this is not like unique thought. So I just want to make that really clear. But like, I think what makes it even better that you didn't realise as a kid is that it's. I think at least is like an allegory for the treatment of Indigenous Australians, um, pretty much. Yeah. And um, I think that adds to adds to the film a lot. Um, like you know the 
the settlers, the white settlers, you know, to them, the land was worthless. It was ugly. It, it didn't mean anything, you know, much like um, Sal's horrible, you know, bad taste things. But it's... It's very, very cleverly done. You know, it's not whacked over the head with it. There's a few subtle references to Terranulius and Marbo in the trial, um, which kind of makes it, I think, a bit more more clear. But, um, yeah, uh, and I think, obviously, Daryl says the line about, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think about how the Aborigines feel. Um, yeah, hard out. It's, it was great. I didn't pick that up until this time. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a very clever allegory to... The treatment of Indigenous Australians by by the white settlers, um, which I think we talk about. We don't even need to discuss that if the movie holds up, really, because it obviously does. But I think that part, um, the tragedy of the treatment of the Indigenous Australians, makes it hold up even more. So Marbo was was it like ninety two or something? Eddie Marbo. Well, that whatever that was, that court case that was ninety two. Don't know the exact year. Yeah, I'm not sure on it. I think I read something that said it was five years, uh, released five years after Marbo. I think one thing as well that uh, with it holding up, watching it this time around, and like I haven't watched it since I've had children, and then obviously having a home myself mm. now. Actually, at the end of it, I was like, when they does the whole, you know, Laurie does his great uh, little monologue about your house is your home and your home is your castle and da 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 da. Like I was a little bit like. Oh, I got a little bit of like a, a bit emotional about it. I think and that is quite impressive for a movie that is written so simply, and it does just all one line as one line as one line. And to then actually, it does have quite a lot of, I guess, gravitas behind it. Um, especially this time, I was like, oh yeah, I feel a bit of that because obviously, like where your family is is your home, not just a house. And so, yeah, I think it's a that I that's why I love it. To me, it's the best movie ever made. But you know. Ooh. Big shout. Uh, anything else to be said? Not oh, from me. Wonderful film. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking about it. Yeah. Uh, cheers. Thanks again, Simpy. Um, I think we'll try and get you on for a Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet in a few uh, few weeks, maybe. Oh, I'll be all over that. Not the best movie ever made, but a very, very good movie. So uh, thanks for listening. And just between you and me, I reckon podcast downloads are going to... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.